Just want to let you lot know that if you're watching this clip on the Fozcast YouTube channel, the full episode is now available to watch exclusively on Spotify. And it's free. Come on. Oh, so fuck. I need to get out of this. You finish the game, you, you're, doing, you're doing your interview and you're just necking a beer. You're nailing it, mate. <laughs> I envy the footballers to a certain degree in terms of I'd love to have chants and people yeah, yeah. hurling abuse at me and that, that would motivate me. There's a few good videos on YouTube of that boys <laughs> belting fans. <laughs> really? <laughs> Melting them, yeah, honestly. It's good. And when he was falling down, I caught him with my arm and he went, ah, like that. And I was screaming at him on the floor, saying, don't you fucking dare. He's like faking it, basically. Sim- play simulation is definitely creeping in, 100%. That's why I stopped watching football, to be honest. Yeah, like, too I, much diving. I can't, I can't watch it. And he didn't get up and carry on playing, obviously, because his bones hanging out. But like, he was sat there, took a picture with it after. Like, can't imagine he made a big deal of it. Hello. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Everybody, welcome back to the Fozcast. Now, if you are watching us on Spotify, you might be able to see that we are out on the road today. Season six has got off to an absolute banger and it's going to be no different today. We're in Leicester. We're at Ellis Genji's gym. What's the gym called, Ellis? Sin. 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 It's called Sin. We're going to talk about it in a second. Um, The baby rhino himself, Bristol Bears, England prop, absolute sicko, top man as well. (laughs) Welcome to the Fozcast, mate. Thank you for having me on. Um, Thank you for having us into your gym today, by the way. Um, We feel a little bit bad because we kind of had to sort of like shut it down a little bit, yeah? And I don't, Uh uh, do you know what I mean? We don't like doing that. We don't like imposing. Um, But we got here this morning and I've got to say, mate, this gym is top, isn't it? It's proper. Yeah, no, we spent literally about two years now designing it and and putting all the finishing touches and we disagreed on more or less everything and then finally come to a, to a conclusion. But it's it's come together nicely now. We've got like a big rig supposed to be going in here. So it's actually lucky we haven't got it now. Otherwise, we wouldn't have anywhere to do this. So this, <laughs> like you were literally only opened about a week ago, yeah? 11th then, yeah. So third we launched. We were open a little bit before that just for pre-sales. A few members who signed up early got to come in and see like, a, I don't know, an early bird thing, I guess. But yeah. Seven days, eight days. So talk to me about the name then, Sin, S-Y-N. Um, by the way, if any of you guys are in Leicester um, and you need a new gym, seriously, get yourself down here. We'll, we'll, link it in, we'll link it in the description. We'll, we'll link it in the description down below. Honestly, this is a proper place. Absolutely proper, beautiful. Um, so the name, Sin. So where does that come from? Sin was basically, there was loads of reasons that we wanted it. We actually started with Meta and then obviously Facebook changed our name to Meta. So we had to, <laughs> we had to Didn't get rid of it. Didn't fancy that legal battle. Yeah. Well, no, jeez, imagine. So we changed it to Sin. Uh, meaning 
synergy. Yeah. So we thought about the definition of synergy is essentially something coming together and, and working together to create a better force. Um, we've got like a big eco twist on the gym. So everything's like upscaled, um, upcycled or reused. Nice. Uh, all the gym's uh, equipment was locally sourced, everything like that. So we want to move into that sector. It costs an arm and a leg to get like the top of the range stuff. So we haven't got the finances for that at the moment, but hopefully it's something we'll, we'll move into further down the line. Mate, this looks like it's top of the range, everything. Yeah, it looks Honestly, incredible. Yeah, that's, well, that's what we wanted. We wanted that like eco twist, but in the same sense, we wanted to bring like a high aesthetically pleasing um, elite performance training environment to Leicester because you've got like your sort of budget set to gyms everywhere and then you've got your health clubs around the place which are beautiful as well but we wanted to sort of find a happy medium that was affordable but at the same sense you get the best experience you can um, so this this is actually like really interested me okay so how old are you now 26, 27? 27 now yeah. 27 years old um how 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 do you get to the point where at 27 years old you want to start your own business you want to start your own gym do you know what I mean because mm. I'm just trying to draw a comparison to like footballers for example this isn't even a thing when you're 26 27 years old I ain't, I, I ain't trying to start a gym mm. do you know what I mean yeah. where does that come from I don't know. Well, my first business, the asparagus farm, went downhill. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we, um, basically, I've, my my business partner Sam is is family are involved in like the um, accommodation and stuff like that, and, and the hotels. And me and Sam just come together and said like, let's let's try set something up because, as you know, the football's a bit more lucrative than rugby in terms of finances, and rightfully so. I was watched by billions probably um whereas rugby is a bit more niche so because you don't earn that much in your career you you have to set yourself up after i think 95 percent of rugby players probably work after they finish playing which is painful but it's, it's the it's yeah. the bit of truth so everyone's always thinking about it and the best advice i got when i was younger was although it seems like a a pain in the ass now to set something up it'd be the best thing you ever do yeah um so we agreed on gym we had loads of ideas coffee shops all that sort of stuff but we wanted something that would have been like reasonably passive sam's actually working in there at the moment like um he's gone to semi-pro now at rugby so he's playing his rugby on the weekends and then coming up and working in the gym um but we want to create something that we could like leave our mark and have an impact on wherever we set one up so like the eco twist obviously everything moving towards green that's like we're quite passionate about that so that's that's where it was motivated from and obviously you have to you have to have a bit of dough after you finish playing yeah. so that was the the finances obviously is what what we needed um but we want to leave a mark as well do yeah you, do you have any plans to kind of obviously see how this one goes but potentially branch out into yeah a, a, yeah a number we, of gyms? obviously me being but back down in bristol now that like we want to go to bristol bristol's moving probably one of the fastest moving cities in the world next to london in terms of going green in the uk at least um so it's a it's a brilliant opportunity for us like they've just brought on this new uh, low emission zone it's nine quid a day for everyone who wants to come in and do car sharing as well now. around bristol isn't Everything, it car sharing yeah, lanes yeah. Yeah, like they've got all the bike, everything's bikes now. It's going to be like Amsterdam soon. Like everyone yeah. just rolling around, just uh, no smoking. Um, but no, it's, uh, it's it's definitely a market we want to go into, and then we want to probably branch up north, and then eventually London, I guess. But as you know, it's a bit more Edmonton <laughs> yeah. and London, the dearest Lumpy. Place in the world. Dude, when, when you were a younger player, you're still young now, but when you were like 20, 21, um, did you get advice from the club or the RFU to say, lads, you need to start yeah. thinking ahead? Well, we've got something called the RPA, which is Rugby Players Association. I'm not heavily involved with them, to be honest. And they, they sort of give you a taste, of course, if you want to be a barista, go and do that. Or if you want to look at a... I don't want to be a barista. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> I think if you could take some initiative and go... They can help you, you know, like people help you. Everyone will help you if you ask. But it's about like 
first things first, and another bit of good advice I've got is keep the main thing the main thing. If you play well, yeah. you're probably going to do well after rugby in terms of people are going to yeah. want to work with you and stuff, as you'd know. Um, so that was my first priority. I had to get my rugby sorted. So I, I feel like I, I got that done to a certain degree. And then my priority became business and setting up. Not my priority, but definitely a, a motivation for me, so to speak, was like strike whilst the iron's hot, whilst playing good rugby, and now's the best time to set up a business. And Sam's been amazing in terms of, he's probably put his rugby career on hold and like gone semi-pro and he's done a brilliant job at setting up. Do you think, is that, is that more of a common thing then in rugby where a lot of the players, like mm. they have one eye? Because so, like, what, what's the typical retirement age for a rugby player? It depends what position you play. Like obviously the wingers tend to peak a bit younger because yeah. they've got to be quick. And obviously as you get older, you get slower. Um, my position probably peak around 30 years old. Yeah, yeah. So got a few years, yeah. And then you can retire anywhere between 33 and, and 36. One of the players from Bristol just retired He's not even retired yet, actually. He moved to France. He's 40. 40 and years old. And prop, yeah. John oh, Farr. can wow. you imagine? That's a bit of an anomaly. But you do get, like, your old gnarly props who are, like, 38, still playing in, like, the South Leagues and stuff. Oh, yeah. mate, when they're waking up the next day after a game, surely they're in bits, right? Well, no, because they go against 18-year-olds fresh out of the academy like me and absolutely shove your head at your ass. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's premeditated, at least. Did you, did you, at any point in your career, Ben, did you have somebody say to you, Oh, what are you going to do after football? No. Nah. Because you were obviously Premier League level. Yeah. So in League One and League Two in the Football League, there probably are those conversations going on. No. Nah. Did you never have never. that? Never. We never had any of that kind of stuff. Like even, I think it's got a bit better now. I think mm. everything's got a bit better now we're, we're in sports with regards to sort of helping people and pathways afterwards and all that kind of stuff. But um, no, like it, it just, the, the help wasn't there. And I think even, even when I started like the YouTube channel, the podcast, all that kind of stuff, it was kind of frowned on a little bit. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, to be fair, I understand what you said there about um, focus on what you're good at first. So if, if you're a rugby player, if you're a football player and you're playing and you're doing well, I understand that should be your focus. But I think like it's different for me because when I, when I turned 37 sort of thing, I have to have one eye. Do you know what I mean? I know I've only got two or three years left. So I started to do the podcast and whatever. And it was met, in fairness, with a bit of a bad reaction at times, wasn't oh, it? Yeah. <laughs> one or two people had a few things to say. Do you know what I mean? But mm. I think it's the way that it's going now, though. You see so many people starting their own social media channels, podcasts and YouTube channels and all that kind mm. of stuff. Like I want to see an Ellis Genge golfing channel because you, you buzz off that. golf don't you you don't want to see that yeah I do I enjoy the golf but the stiffest golf channel <laughs> in the world by the way the stiffest back <laughs> stiffest the match. stiff hitters that's what we'll call it um, <laughs> look, look I, I agree with you and I think like the reason people um, not get offended but get have an issue with people trying to do other things is because they're not doing it themselves Yeah, and they're reasonably closed minded in terms of they think that you have to put 100 and 10% into one thing and you can't spread yourself anywhere else and I agree sometimes it does become a distraction and personally my advice is if you're that young and you're trying to sort of path you, pave your way in, in, in rugby or I don't know what it's like in football but definitely for, for rugby I, I would say probably focus on the rugby right now like yeah. some people do open university courses and like the stress I see it put on them like Freddie Stewart the fullback he's 22 21 now for England and Leicester, he's in a uni course. And, and he he's doing a uni course at 21, 22, and he plays for England. But he pulls his air out about it all the time, yeah. Mate, this he's is not the sharpest. He's, the not, difference he's is not the sharpest tool in the box, so maybe that's why. But. Mate, but that, you say that, though. You say, <laughs> honestly, though, you say that he's not the sharpest tool in the box. But I, I know for a fact, I can guarantee you, there's not one 21-year-old player playing in the Premier League, playing for England, yeah, that would be course. doing a university course right now. Well, I started one when I was 18. That was actually my, my deal at the academy, was I was signed for Bristol and I went to I was turning 19, I think. 
and I had a scholarship to go to university as well. So I was doing business management. But after about, I loved the math side of it and uh, working out the means and averages of businesses. Yeah, but then yeah. as soon as it started getting to like the the written stuff, I was like, fuck, I need to get out of this. Because I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I can that. Still had nine grand uni debt. And then as soon as my <laughs> next contract went to senior, as soon as you went over 30k, they take the whole thing out. So I was waiting for like my first decent enough payday at the academy and they took my full They took the 9k out? Full uni fee Nah, out, that's yeah. bang that, out. I was that's, that's bang out. I was ringing up a council, excuse me. <laughs> um, all right, so I, I want to talk about, I want to talk about a, like basically a rugby player's pre-match build-up. So I want to paint a picture for you, okay? So... It's the day before a game. So normally when are the games? Saturday, yeah? So Saturday, Sunday, Friday. Yeah, they come all the time now. So, so it's Friday. Today's Friday, right? You're playing away tomorrow up at Newcastle Falcons. Yeah, you're playing for Bristol. Mm. Um, it's a bit, of a, a bit of a journey away. So talk me through the process of what a rugby player would do the day before a game. Like how much contact, how much physicality, all that kind of stuff. The day before, you wouldn't do anything in terms of, well, we, I definitely haven't at Leicester or Bristol, the clubs that I've played at. We don't do anything physical in terms of like whacking each other. Now, you might hit a few scrums, which is obviously very physical, but... It's one of them, mate, like you get used to it. It's like a niche where like you're used to getting your spine compressed, so to speak. So it, it doesn't, doesn't hurt, you know, you don't get like fatigued from doing it. Um, so you did one or two scrums as a prop, but no one else really cares about that bar the front row. So you did one or two scrums, you'd have a team run to your last little bits. And then I think Exeter Chiefs are the only team that fly up to Newcastle, or they're used to at least, which is, it's like a nine hour drive, I think, or eight hour drive. So you, you playing for Bristol, you Which is would only not... an hour and a half up the road from Exeter, an hour if that we'd drive yeah you'd stay get on the coach we'd stay overnight yeah um so you travel up the night before the game and yeah. what we're talking about a five or six hour how far is it yeah six six hours yeah seven it's got hours to be a five or six hour journey newcastle it's four hours from us isn't it so, Midlands. so this really? is yeah, this so is why i hours. find it dead interesting right because i know so there's been like <laughs> we were talking about it earlier there's there's been instances in football for example yeah where i remember arsenal was a few years ago arsenal were playing away at norwich it's a 20 minute playing journey right it's a 20 minute playing journey or it's what two hours in the coach um but they they flew and flying is a common thing like when we were at watford if any anywhere further than the midlands we would fly we would genuinely fly it's not far from the midlands <laughs> i know it's not yeah watford's not even london it was like the midlands is like an hour and a half to like max two hours max but anything above that we're flying mate but you they will put you on a coach for I've, five six hours yeah? i've flown on the day of a game before no way yeah away games in like france and stuff flown on the morning of a game played in the evening because in in france they play most of their games at night yeah so okay you fly in the morning or like eight o'clock or whatever get to where you are a few hours at the hotel then play in the evening do you so, have do you have a chef travel with you and is there food on the coach not at club level there's a nutritionist that sorts you out and our chef at bristol is fantastic to be fair like he sent me so i'm on a diet at the moment so he sent me some. why are you on a diet my skinnies were a little bit higher than they should have been. Your so, skin folds? Uh, yeah, my skin folds, what, yeah. What percentage well, are you allowed to it's, say? It's Christmas. <laughs> we don't do percentages. We do like literally mils. So okay, yeah, yeah. I was about 10 mils over, which would be, I don't know, 1% maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so not too much. It'd be lost easy enough, but it's Christmas, you know, like I just had a kid, another hey. kid. So have, yeah, oh, yeah, congratulations. Yeah, thank you, mate. Congrats. She had a little girl, so like, I was eating fish fingers and chicken nuggets because obviously you just eat everything that they eat, don't you? Uh, the newborn's not eating that, by the way. Um, but my, my other boy, my wife and missus was busy. Um, but yeah, like in terms of, in terms of like nutritionists and that, when they fly with us, they're, they're brilliant. They bring loads of snacks and they, they make sure you're fueled, ready to go. I think the biggest uh, issue with that in terms of rugby-wise is like you, you try and accommodate for everyone. You try and have the best hotel, but sometimes you turn up, you've got sardines in beds. Yeah. 
um, your travel's not gone well. And you're a big bloke Do you know well. what I mean? And we're yeah. not the smallest yeah. of people. So like I've been in rooms before with some of the second row boys and their feet are literally like that far off the bed. <laughs> and it's comical, but like you, you have a laugh about it, you yeah. know, and then we hear about the footballers and we see their coaches with the yeah. flat screens and unreal Wi-Fi and all that. What do the lads get up to on the coach then? So Ben's been known for a, uh, a game of cards, stickman golf, yeah. countdown. On it. What, what do you guys get up to on the countdown, coach? Countdown, that's a good one. I bought the pointless uh, app. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you like a little board oh, game I, or I a love, TV I love show or something? Games, yeah. yeah, me too. Yeah, two pound ninety nine. I just thought it's good value for money. Um, <laughs> what do we do? We play Monopoly Deal. You ever played yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, good crap. I don't play it anymore. Completed it. Um, and then yeah, we play like poker, little poker, and that then continues into the hotel. Yeah, um, boys love poker at Bristol. And then if a few boys get brave, start being the dealer in blackjack. Nah, yeah, we only do quid, quid, quids here, nothing big, but just a bit of a laugh. And then, so you got to hotel, food, talk to me about the food situation. Grub's good to be fair, like that's one thing that they do um, accommodate very well for us. But again, like sometimes if you're traveling abroad, the food's absolutely stinking. And yeah. like, you know, and you get like the weird beans and stuff uh-huh. when you go abroad, a few of them, which are not too <laughs> what, happy. What, weird about. baked beans? Or? You know, when you get the, like they get the big beans and they get like the kidney beans and the, oh, you say you yeah, want beans yeah, yeah. and you go abroad and they don't they, give you baked yeah, beans. Yeah, they don't give you no hindsight. They like those big there, bellotti yeah. beans yeah. or whatever. What sort of food are we talking? Is it like, is night it just bef- good stuff? Like night before, yeah, you, you eat what you want, really. Like, honestly, you, but it's usually like a lasagna or a spag bowl. Or yeah, just yeah, very yeah. carb heavy. You're very carb heavy, yeah. I don't eat beef before a game, night before, no red meat, just because I watched that documentary ages ago and seen that apparently. Cowspiracy. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. that or Game Changers, can't remember. Game Changers is good. One yeah. of them, it was about the blood with the red meat, yeah, so I yeah, just yeah. stopped. It doesn't bother me at all. Um, but I eat like chicken and stuff. Um, carbonara, anything really. Uh, and then day of, you can again eat what you want. So in, the morning, in the morning, so breakfast, pancakes, lunch. Pancakes, waffles, uh, oh. loads of syrup. And like, but yeah, everyone's different. I mean, if you ask, they'll put on whatever you want, I guess. Yeah. Mm. And then you're playing the game, you, you finished, you're Finish battered, you're game. bruised, all that kind of stuff. Um, we, we, we were laughing about a couple of YouTube clips we saw of you where um, you finish the game, you, you're, doing, you're doing your interview and you're just necking a beer. You're nailing it, mate. It's incredible. And I'm watching thinking, oh, mate, I love to have this. Like after the game, the, the first thing I want after a game is a beer. Do you know what I mean? All the stresses and you've got through the game, you're buzzing, you've won. I want a beer. Mm. And like, but you don't see it in football. But I'm watching you think, I'm thinking, oh, this is incredible. Oh no, yeah. Well, like the elite in football is, is so elite that you probably haven't got any room for that. Whereas no, in rugby, we I'm try not having to... it, mate. I'm not having it. Do you know what? Because <laughs> I guarantee you, they'll go home and they'll have a beer. Everybody oh, really? will go home and have like a glass of wine. They'll really? have a beer so, or something so if like you, that. If you win, if you, you you're playing at the weekend, right, and you win a game, yeah. there's a few beers kicking around the changing room, right? Yeah, it depends. Like we have got people who don't drink. We have got people who never drink at all, like teetotal for the whole year. Um, people who won't drink after games, only drink at certain occasions. But yeah, it's. Rugby's built on that sort of like uh, mm. grassroots and yeah, clubs. Yeah, like yeah. You go to a rugby club, everyone's drinking cider or lager, you know, it's not a, it's common knowledge really. Yeah, so yeah. I guess that sort of like transitions into the professional game. It's getting like uh, dimmed out a little bit, but I don't see the issue of having like a, a pint after a game really, um, or a glass of wine. Damn right that, as well. Yeah. Um, food, food after the game. It again depends where we went. So we went to London Irish on a weekend. And I think they've got like a deal with a pizza place. So we had oh. like pepperoni pizza and stuff. But like I said, I'm on a diet. So I, uh, <laughs> you just I know I waited. We stopped off at the services. I got two steaks and some asparagus, weirdly enough. Two so, steaks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was it. I got home and cooked that. <laughs> okay. So like I said, we just finished the game there, right? Um, 
One thing I've found a big difference between rugby and football is like, I don't know if you've been to many football matches, but the amount of abuse you'll get as a football player, right? And the amount of abuse you hear, it might not be aimed at you, whatever, but you'll hear it all the time. It's relentless, right? Is that a thing in rugby for one? Mm. Yeah. In the game or after the game or whatever. And then also afterwards on social media. Social media, definitely. I think everywhere you go with anything, even politics, you see people getting abused on social media. You go, someone has a bad bit of food at a restaurant, you get abused on yeah. social media. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's a bit of a, t- a toxic tool. If you use it in the right way, it's brilliant, isn't it? But like, it's so poisonous and people feel they can say whatever they want with no repercussions. It's crazy. But yeah, in rugby, social media is quite bleak. Um, I've had some terrible ones in, in my time, especially like... You know, you said about starting a new business and like putting yourself out there. Yeah, People yeah. didn't like that. Well, in rugby, if you're a bit different and you have a beer after a game, I didn't mean to have a beer on camera and if I was just drinking a beer after a game, yeah. you know? Um, or if you have like a funny haircut or certain tattoos, you pierce your ears, anything like that, dye your hair. People have something to say about it and they let you know. It's the weird, you get the weirdest messages, honestly, like it's crazy. Uh, and the mindset's like so close-minded. They think like... They want everyone to look exactly the same. To be fair, majority of the fan base now isn't like that, but it was definitely lagging over from rugby being like an yeah, old man's yeah, sport yeah. And, and, and not passing through. And they're like, you should, for example, I get a load, you should focus on, I had one yesterday. You should stop promoting gym equipment and focus on promoting youth in rugby or something. And I was like, mate, this is like, it's my gym I'm promoting. I'm not promoting gym, I'm, this is my gym. Yeah, you're like, doing I'm trying it to help yourself. myself, yeah. 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 Um, for once. So... Yeah, you, you get you get everywhere you go, and like obviously something's not fit for a podcast to, to speak about. But yeah, you, yeah, there's a lot of bad stuff going on. I see in football like the when they throw like the bananas on the pitch Mate, at the black players and stuff like that. And you don't necessarily get there was one recently in rugby actually an Italian club gifted one of the players one of the black I boys see that. Uh, oh a banana God. for for. What do you make that like? How ridiculous is that? I by messaged the way? him and I said like, look, mate, if you need any help, I'm here to, yeah, uh, to yeah. support you. Like, just reach out. But he he, he accepted the apology, came out publicly, and st- I think it's. A bit different over in in Italy. They do things a bit. A yeah, bit they're still a us. bit sort of backward a little yeah, bit and stuff like yeah. that. Aren't they? What about um, in in the game itself? Because obviously the big difference, which I think we went to Wasps uh, a few years ago, took mm. our lads, and Ben hadn't been to the rugby before. And one thing you struggled to wrap your head around was we were sat the together. Fans. Everyone says that. And yeah. we were sat drinking beer. Yeah. yeah. And you got like, this Well, is I cool. forget that. Yeah, I forget that you're not allowed to drink beers inside <laughs> stadiums at football, which is mental really I get it though and then you've seen the the World Cup recently and, and they didn't have any beer there did they for the Mate, football it was brilliant and as it, well and everyone was enjoying themselves I think they're onto something you know no arrests or something like absolutely crazy so I, I get that um, but at rugby I think people are wired up a little bit differently and like football obviously comes with all the hooliganism and yeah 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 and that casual culture um, they make brilliant films about it but when it actually happens it's not too yeah, great, not is, great it? So, is it I, I yeah like the the thought of it i think if you like whittle it down and and actually explain it to a, a fully grown man who's fighting with other people because of their football clubs yeah. different <laughs> different color shirt i think it's quite it's a bit embarrassing really isn't it but you won't be able to explain that to them and it's embedded in a minute it? it's culture like it, it says on a tin so um but at rugby yeah like everyone sits together away fans there are some stadiums i think like if you go to argentina we played i can't, I can't remember what it's called san San something over in Argentina. There's a certain. It's a football stadium, really. Yeah, San Juan maybe. I think so. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's in the it's central, I think. But they've got um, wire fences between the fans and the pitch. Yeah. So like big wire fences, and um, 
Never ever seen anything like that in rugby. And I thought, well, it's just because it's a football stadium. But they were climbing up. They were scoring, climbing up this fence and like trying to throw What's that atmosphere like when you're playing in I that? Was, I, I love that scene. Yeah. So like, I, I, I envy the footballers to a certain degree in terms of I'd love to have chance and people yeah, yeah. hurling abuse at me and that, that would motivate me. When I signed for Bristol after being at Leicester for six and a half, seven seasons, we played Bristol away and they were winning. And they would, I just signed and it was like a, it was quite upsetting for everyone. And it came out at the wrong time and the media wasn't good. And they were chanting, he's coming home, oh. he's coming, Genji's coming. <laughs> and I could hear it and I tried not to crack a smile. And my coach, Steve in, in, in Kev Sinfield, um, said to me the week before, they're probably going to chant something. I thought, mate, I've never heard a chant in rugby ever about an individual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've rolled out and they're chanting that and I'm like that trying to, because <laughs> it was it was it was class that's like nice though that yeah filled me nice with some warm, like, energy yeah. in the same breath like all i want to do is beat bristol yeah, and we yeah. actually ended up scoring last play to win 26 24 and i my head almost popped like i was screaming i was so happy yeah, yeah. um but that was unreal and then there's a few players like they sing like oh maro it's yeah, yeah, at yeah. the england games and stuff like that and i think that would really change rugby if we could get something like that like i love all the chants about the footballers i think they're unreal yeah it's decent and yeah, yeah especially yeah. when yeah. you especially go the club games and it's and you're even, joining in like, like when you do goal kicks and, oh mate i love it absolutely buzz <sighs> yeah up like, like that's class, yeah, it's class. i like, did that growing up watching bristol rovers you know yeah, like yeah, yeah damn right as well yeah. like just give turn around as well give the fans there's a only little like two bit of in the stadium like seriously all you have to do is turn around give them a little bit of like yeah and like so they're buzzing as well like it's wicked have you been to twickenham uh, no, 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 not yet. We need to go. Last time we like interviewed the Six yeah. Nations game, there's, there's there not a, much. There's better. a different buzz for a Six Nations yeah. game. Yeah. To be fair, do you, know, do you know what I was thinking of a minute ago? Actually, you were talking about the Argentina and you were talking about the fans being sickos mm. and stuff like that. Um, we see it a lot in football where you'll get like um, the crowd will come on the pitch afterwards and they'll storm it, and you see the lads running off and all that kind of stuff, right? I'd love to see it in a rugby match where <laughs> <laughs> you've got you lot standing on the pitch and then fans running on the pitch and you're going, "What? What are you going to do?" Go on. No, mate, there's a few good videos on YouTube of that boys <laughs> belting fans. <laughs> really? Like, melting them, yeah, honestly. It's good. I think someone actually got in a bit of trouble for it. Like, Seriously, yeah. Ragdolling yeah. somebody. Oh, your old um, goalie coach did it in Belgium. Graham Stack, he used to play for Arsenal. And um, when he was playing in Belgium, a fan ran on the pitch and he shinned him. Really? <laughs> oh, Stacky's different gravy though. Stacky, he was I a rugby think, player in a former Stacky, life. Yeah, no, Stacky, I think his favourite thing is fighting. Like, <laughs> do you know like in bars and stuff like that, yeah. if, a, if your fight's about to kick off, you're like, oh, come on, let's just get away from this. We don't need his this. His ears yeah. brick up the Mate, he is itching. <laughs> like it's, oh my God, his mouth watering and stuff. Buzzes off it. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see that. We, we had one once actually, we played um, an FA Cup match and um, it was West Brom against Aston, but it's a bit of a derby kind of thing. Um, and a load of the Villa fans on because they won the game. They ran on the pitch afterwards. Um, and I didn't actually play the game because um, FA Cup match. Boaz Myhill, the goalie who did play, he said he had, a, he had a lad like basically filming him in his face. Like, I'm talking that close away, going, yeah, you're shit, you're this, you're a twat and all that. He said, so I just grabbed it and just went, fuck off. I'd do the same, yeah. <laughs> How good is that? I remember we were getting absolutely smoked at Leicester once. It was like, we, Leicester are like the Man United of... Rugby, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. they're supposed to finish top every single year. And we were like 10th and it was the first time the club had ever done that bath, not far off relegation. Um, and as we were coming off, we got like a real tight tunnel up to change rooms and we had a season ticket holder out waving it in my face. So I took it and just <laughs> flung it up. <laughs> into Any crowd, footage yeah. of this? Nah, nah, nah this nah. is what but can you Can you see. imagine the phone yeah. call to the club the next day? Uh, listen, I need a new, cl- uh, uh, what do you do? With your- well, Skenge <laughs> grabbed it off me. Stop being a dickhead then. I think he actually understood it. Like it... 
they're good people. Like the fans are brilliant, but it was the first time the club ever been in that spot. And like when I'd done it, I think he thought actually yeah, I'm being a bit of a twat. Yeah, so probably. He yeah. deserved it. Yeah, regrets it afterwards. What about um, in terms of like the physicality of the game? So, like if you you're a bit different because you're a goalkeeper, but generally speaking, you might be a bit stiff on a Sunday morning, but you'd go in for a warm down. Yeah, is that, yeah, is that yeah, fair? Yeah, without doubt. Yeah, like as you got a bit older and all that kind of stuff. But like I say, it's com- I know for a fact it's a million miles away from you. Like like we were talking about football, and like one one of my big bugbears is just players rolling around on the floor. Yeah, like I've what? got a few friends who play football. Um, at professional level so to be fair they don't do it yeah um, I don't know whether or not that's the Bristolian in them but what would you say if you saw them rolling around I wouldn't around say anything as part of their job I've I seen a quote once I can't remember it might have been Gary Neville um, said something like would you rather get a pat on your nap the bat from your nan saying well done for not rolling around or win the penalty to or get the penalty to win the game what would something you do like I want to win. <laughs> I don't, yeah, but I don't think you've got that I in you. I wouldn't be able to. Like in rugby now, there's like a lot about high tackles, rightfully so. And like, if someone catches you on the face with their head now, even if, even if like you're dropping and stuff, it has to be checked and usually ends up in a red card, head on head, any head contact. Yeah, so you, yeah. I could step off my right foot, come at you and cause my head, it's yours. Cause I've got the ball, man. You're the one getting sent off. Oh, so. really? Yeah. yeah. And they take like um, accidents into consideration, but nine times out of 10, it's a red. And like the amount of people since that's come in, and this is painful for me to say, I had one at the weekend. I like tackled someone who was falling down. I like caught him with my arm and he went, ah, like that. And I was screaming at him on the floor. So don't you fucking dare. Like, He's like faking it basically. He did for about two seconds. And I think he realized what he what was- What am I doing? What, what am I doing? To be, he's like a, he's a hard nosed player. You yeah, know, he's yeah. not like a, he's not like a winger or anything. He was in the, he's in the front row. And I, I was like, shut your mouth. Like, I was like, don't you dare. <laughs> and I spoke to him after the game, shook his hand, as you always do in rugby, he shook his hand and I asked him, mate, what is all that about? And he was like, oh mate, I wasn't ever gonna breaks me. And like every time I get caught on the chin, I don't say a word. And then like the refs never look at it. But then if I catch someone on the chin, they're like, they're going down straight and then he away. Looks at it on the when you say catching and... someone on the chin, what yeah. do you yeah. mean? <laughs> well, like, if, you, if you like run into tackle and they drop their height all of a sudden, they catch you. Oh, okay, I thought you meant a little. No, word. no, no, that's all gone. Unfortunately, out of rugby, <laughs> uh, game, it's hard enough now. It's hard is enough. It, so, is it creeping in then? Is like, is this sort it of is, like that, theatrics nah, and play Simulation is definitely creeping in, hundred percent. And like people getting, t- it's different, isn't it? Because you don't ever want to say boil cried wolf sort of set up and. But there's definitely a bit of that coming into it. And like people getting taken out in the air, you know what it's like when you go up for a ball out as a goalie and like when you're catching the ball as a red player, if the other person hasn't got their eye on the ball the whole time, again, that's a red card. So if someone comes in trying to catch the ball and they hit their legs and they land on their, I think it's like above their top of their back, yeah. that's a red. So like you see people go down and they give it the old like eyes roll to the back of their head. Now, they're up playing again a minute later nah, and it's yeah. like, come on boys, pack it in. He- I understand you want to win the game. I understand you want to get the advantage but come on it's painful man yeah. I couldn't watch stuff like, like honestly like, never in my career ever have I ever faked trying to be injured or anything so just bad, like man. fake hurting well you I do, it, you do the opposite you do the opposite in rugby you Mate, fake not being yeah. out like yeah people get knocked out and they're like actually knocked out and they're all over the shop they get back up on the fine. line they I'm run, fine I'm yeah, fine they're, like, ah, but they're running into the wrong defensive <laughs> line like um and they've got to protect people. I understand that. But yeah, like simulation. And that's why I stopped watching football, to be honest. Yeah, like, too I, much diving. I can't, I can't watch it. Mate, it I totally painful. agree, mate. There's it a is... lot of people I know, old school footballers and stuff like that, who are like coaches and scouts and all mm. that kind of stuff. One now. of the one that 
made me laugh the other day. I seen one, someone had split their head open, gone up for a challenge in football, split their head open and he had it taped up and carried on. They were like, absolute warrior. Wow. They were like, look at this Spartan, you know? They were like, look at him. And then I looked at this photo and the guy had like a tiny little cut here. I was like, jeez, if, That's what if it is, only though. you knew. Yeah. I'd seen a terrible one on the weekend. Like, I, I hate talking about nasty injuries, but one of the scrum ass for a lower league club, he completely like compound fractured his oh. leg and he didn't get up and carry on playing obviously because his bones hanging out but like he was sat there took a picture with it after like can't imagine he made a big deal of it and i think like it must just be like culture embedded from from the from the bottom up you know like i, I live in nelsey now in bristol and there's a team over nelsey football club play over the park and when i walk the dog sometimes i see the young kids and like they adopt all the things that the professionals do so they're all speaking like this they're all like this now when they're Horrible, speaking I'm like, isn't it? No, one, no one cares what you're saying you're 8 years old yeah no one's watching I mean? you no yeah, one's yeah, filming yeah, you no yeah. one's going to record so, it back and watch it back through but crazy and they're all doing like the celebrations which I think is unreal yeah, um, that's, in yeah. rugby you don't really have it they done the gritty the other day in rugby you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, someone scored their 50th trial he would and he done the gritty and there were so many people online saying there's no room for that in the sport and I don't know. I don't know where I stand on it, really. I don't mind that. I don't no, that's what I mean. Theatrics is good, isn't it? Yeah, I think the players mind. will decide when it's enough's enough, won't they? Yeah. Because, you know, you, you imagine some, one of your lads goes a little, you'll be going, you want, Yeah, you, you wind it like the young boys when they try, they go above the parapet a little bit. You try winding yeah, them. But yeah. at the same time, you don't want to stunt their growth, you know, just because they're trying yeah, to... Yeah, you need them to be themselves. The game needs exactly. to change, yeah. isn't it? It's always yeah. good to evolve. But yeah. in the same breath, you don't want people running around and no disrespect to football. I've seen it a few times. From the outside, obviously, people get too far ahead of themselves and then get chewed up and spat back out, and and that's their career done because people don't tend to. Yeah, true that. Yeah. And, and what about the the kind of difference? So, like, you you're 27, but 20 years ago, talking about the physicality of the game, a, a six foot five, 19 stone player would be like a lock. Now they're a winger, aren't they? Well, like, you wouldn't even get that. You wouldn't even get that back in the day. I think like the props for like the 2003 World Cup winning team were like under a kilo. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm under an 18. <sighs> and, and rapid as well. But that's me. Like I'm not a big prop. Like I'm a reasonably yeah. average size prop. You're 118 kilo. Yeah. But wow. like you think there's wingers, <laughs> there's wingers now. Like we play with one for England, Joe Cook and a singer. He's like 115 kegs. Like, and he's a winger, runs like 10 meters per second. And, <sighs> God. Do you know it's what a steam mean? train. Like, yeah, trying to but, make that's, that's, that's deadly, and that's why that's why people are so uh, conscious about the head contact and stuff. Is, like, there, it, is there anything they can do? Is there, they're, they're not, they're, they can't change the, the game's rules. The game's actually changing. They were trying. They're like they're experimenting with a few different rule changes. Yeah. They obviously dropped the tackle height, dropped the shoulder charges in rugby league because everyone was just getting crazy concussions, and obviously everything about the CTE and, and stuff like that. So. And I've seen one in football that they were on about the CTE with all the headers that they do, the yeah, repeated headers yeah. and stuff. But then I was like, geez, what are you going to do? Like, not head of the ball. Well, they do. That's, that's what, what they're, that's that's what what they're literally trying to do. They're are trying to stop heading in the week in training kind of thing. Just do it in the and game. And just do it basically then, in the game. have like an adverse effect in terms of like you wouldn't have any um, muscle memory from it. So it would hurt even more than in Mate, the game. Yeah, exactly that. These are the kind of thing nobody knows because the, the, the trials scary, haven't been done. There's a lot of it research on it, which is why they're, they're trying to implement it because there is a correlation yeah, between sure. um, 
kind of brain injury. Yeah, but for sure. even in the kids' game, I think it's up to a certain age now they, they can't head her. There's really? lots of different things. Yeah, the kids aren't allowed to head it in training. They're allowed to head it in the matches. Oh, really? Yeah, what, even ours now. Like, Jeez, how are you supposed to get good at header in the ball then? That's what I mean. You're struggling. It's going to be a dying breed, isn't it? The John Terry's of the they'll, world. They'll take, and... it, they'll take it out of football eventually, they will. It'll be a, be a non-heading um, thing. But like I say, if it's, if it's causing things like that long-term, you just, you know, what's the yeah. best thing to do? Yeah. It's hard, isn't it? When, when you wake up on a Sunday morning after a match, are you kind of peeling? yourself out I'm of bed. All, to be honest it's dependent like I'm usually alright day after it's the day after that when I start yeah. to hurt two day doms yeah you, yeah exactly you, you sort of almost got um, like a, still a bit of adrenaline and a bit of a buzz and because it's so fresh like say you finish a game you probably get out of the stadium if it was a three o'clock kickoff you probably get an home at about half seven-ish because the game goes on for two hours you stay about for a bit drive home so then you're caffeine right up you don't go to sleep really yeah. so you're still almost in that game state of mind where you're like bright lights and stuff like that um, so for me, it's usually day two's worse, which I've had to accommodate like for training because I just said to my coaches, like, mate, like I'm still in agony day yeah. two, day three I'll be all right, but I can't do anything on the day two. I say anything, I still do a little bit, but the young um, kids can go out and train for sure. That's oh, cool. Jeez, when you, yeah. Well, actually, weirdly enough, when we were away in Australia in the summer, we had this thing of like progressive overload for the 21, 20 year olds at 18, 19. And it was like, they can't do all the pitch session because they're so young, their tendons are still getting used to it. I was like, geez, I used to play on a Saturday, yeah. train Tuesday, Thursday with my loan club, train every day in the week with Bristol and then play again. Do you know what I mean? You'd have no days That's off. that cotton wool thing. Like that's what they do with like, the youth team players and stuff nowadays as well. They, really? It's like they, they don't even, they won't even ask the player how he feels anymore. They'll, they'll say, this is they'll, you. They'll say, no, look, your stats say that you've already ran this yesterday. You ran this today. GPS That'll do stuff, now. Yeah. Come off. That's you finish for the day. Yeah. It's they mad, rarely, rarely pull out any... Like, like I said, like it's usually the backs and the wingers and the who run like I don't know 15k in a week or something like that. Whereas we do about front row, where we do 2k a day in yeah, terms yeah, of yeah. running. So it's not too much. What but would you do during a match? I don't know. I don't know. Depends who you are. Six, yeah. six, yeah, six, seven k. Okay, about that I'd say. Interesting. Um, someone's just popped into my head. We were talk when we got here earlier. Um, Ellis was saying they, he's got some bikes coming soon, right? He says they got um, they do a little bit of like a one k challenge and a five hundred meter challenge at, um, at Bristol. Um, it's five hundred meter time, yeah, twenty four seconds for five hundred meters. Hmm. One good that, that would be about 1200 watts average 1300 24 watts. seconds 24 mm. seconds that's okay. about 1300 watts average for yeah. 24 seconds I was going to say because under a kilometre a good time is under sub a minute isn't it yeah. really really yeah, good yeah, time yeah, yeah. I'm not even like one of the best we got someone when I was at Leicester it's called Brett Deacon who had um, he had a disease actually I can't remember what it was called uh, not Ray, Ray, not Reynards or anything like that it was a it basically meant he had to stop playing so he went onto the Watt bike after that and yeah. he's incredible at it and his 1k times like 55 seconds <laughs> oh, that's, that's painful um, Reynolds is where the blood doesn't come in the yeah, hands isn't it I yeah. get that you know and feet I, I, I don't know goalie. what he's got he's got lupus lupus what is that I don't know no idea but he had to retire from it but he's incredible on the bike that's mad, isn't it? You find that a lot of coaches after rugby because they don't want to run around and their bodies are absolutely shattered, they sit on the bike and tick away. A lot of football players do that as well, don't they, don't they Ben? Yeah, for sure. Well, like it's just that, that stress on yeah. your knees, I guess, yeah, isn't exactly it? exactly that. Yeah, well, I can't run. Like running ain't even a thing for me, sort of thing. So I'm, I'm just sitting on the bike, sort of thing. Yeah. Mm. That's all I do now. I've got a question for you about, well, for both of you actually, about the difference uh, a captain is, uh, the difference in a captain between the two sports. Because I. From my perception, looking from a fan, I think it's a very different role as a, a captain. What does a captain do? Do they have day-to-day -day duties and stuff in rugby? Or 
I've been in a few different setups. So obviously international level, if you're a captain, then it's you're with each other for a shorter period of time. So you you can't like manage people throughout the year as well as you can at a club. So if you're like a club captain, and in rugby, by the way, you have like a match day captain. Yeah. And in some environments, I've had a club captain as well, who isn't necessarily going to be your best player. Yeah. But he's embedded in the club. He's yeah, immersed. Yeah, yeah. He does all the community stuff. And so I've seen it a few different ways, but... In terms of match day captaincy, like you just huddles throughout the week, like you're trying to get the messages across. One of the biggest things that I've learned and it's helped me massively in any leadership role is delegating. Yeah. So for example, I'd in the week I'd be like, uh, Ben, can you put this message across, please? I, I need you to say this. If you're kicking from the back and football, I don't know as a goalie, I'd say I need you to put the ball. So really tell the boys how important it is that we need the ball at this end of the pitch where because in rugby it's, it's very tactical in terms of where you play the game and territory and stuff so i'll say to the 10s who are the kickers of the world i say mate i need this ball down that half of the pitch all game that's yeah. all i need so however you drive that in the week whatever message you're getting across that's all i need you to speak about so when we come to a huddle uh aj's the fly off or Callum at bristol i'd be like Adj, what do we need you yeah. know, and you then say your bit, you exactly. say your bit, you do and your then, bit. And then he'd be like, boys, I need you doing this. And I'd be like, brilliant. Heens, what do we need and do? Nice, and like, yeah. I'm asking each facet of the game, because I'm not an expert at kicking. I'm not going to stand there and tell people how to kick, you know, and I'm not exactly the best defensive player in the world. So I'm not going to talk about our D. There's people who are the best people in the position to speak about. If you're skips, you're not going to talk to a striker about scoring a goal. Yeah, right? true that, Do you yeah. know what I mean? So delegation's like a big one. Um, and sort of like, yeah, just like mediating the conversation yeah. at a high tempo to then get three key points and then we can get after it. Um, as opposed to just coming in and me being like, come on, boys, we got to do this. And we are very appropriate about who's speaking, when, how long, what are we getting after. Yeah, I like that's, that. That's did you, beautiful. Did you have, because I know in, in rugby you'll have like a captain and then you might have like, the scrum might have like a pack leader. Yeah, yeah. For like uh, in a football team, if the if the captain's a centre midfielder, would you have a captain within the defence? Nah, Is that it, a thing? It's kind of, it's not, it, I think what the way that you've just said it there with delegating to the different sort of positions all over the pitch strategically is probably, it, that's a beautiful way of doing it. Um, you'll have the captain who will do the majority of the talking, but it's like you said there, it's like, lads, come on in, blah, blah, blah. It's not specific. It's not position Would they have their specific. lieutenants though? So let's say who's the captain at Watford now? Uh, Clevs? Tom Cleverly, yeah. Clevs. Would, would Clevs have a trusted like yeah, two or three? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you'll have two or three, but like the goalie would normally do it. Goalies are talkers anyway, so we'd be... You're always so, barking from uh, the back. I'd you? be talking yeah. to our defenders. I would be in charge of that kind of thing. But then because the midfielder is normally the captain anyway in football, he will be so close to the strikers or the wingers and that that he will know what to say to them anyway sort of thing. Is so, that why they put the midfielder as captain? Most so of the time, yeah. next to the D, next to the wing, next Exactly to the that, yeah. Exactly that. Midfielders are normally solid people, you know, sturdy or that kind and of stuff. And the goalie calls it from the back. The goalie's too far away. Goalie's too far away to affect people at the other end of the pitch you know what I mean like you need somebody in amongst it all the time a lot of, a lot of goalies won't ever be a captain because of that exact reason but yeah I will talk to my defenders and I will be sort of that's my unit that's the one thing I got when you were doing the GoPro in the goal and like obviously in the championship that was the one thing that I think surprised people the most about the videos the was, communication was the, your communication of literally like telling the defenders everything you were another set of eyes and ears for them yeah. and it was absolutely what's that everything. like in rugby what's the communication like in a game yeah, it'd be the scrum who speaks because he sits behind the defensive line yeah, as, yeah. as you're playing and he a good scrum half's barking at you the whole time is it yeah and not even like necessarily useful stuff it's just like get off the line Genji get off the line next one Genji get yeah, up yeah 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 and just giving you the tiny little bit of kick that you need because everyone knows what they've got to do to a certain degree it's just a case of sometimes you're 
Just need reminder yeah, a little bit. You need yeah, to, just yeah. need a little bit of reminder. Okay, we're nearly there. LS, you've been incredible, by the way. Um, before we get into the quickfire questions, right, I want to find out about a rugby team's night out, right? So I've been on the football lads night oh, out. Right. It's carnage, it's trouble, it's all that kind of stuff. What the what the rugby one's like? Um, I'd say they're a bit different. Uh, <laughs> one of my mates is actually, he played football, not at a high level, but he always says like, whenever I'm out with the rugby boys, he's like, I ain't coming out of you. You all do handstands and piss on the walls and stuff. <laughs> it used to be like that back in the day. I think it's changed a bit now. Um, obviously social media, you can't get rid of anything now nah, in terms yeah. of having a good laugh. What goes on behind closed doors, stay behind closed doors. Like which is, it's still good. Like yeah. in camp and stuff, you all have a good few beers and yeah, some mental stuff happens, but I, I expect it happens in the office as well to yeah, a certain yeah, degree. Yeah. Um, it'd, it'd be pretty tame now, mate. Yeah, it's not lies. What, it used to be. what a liar! <laughs> so I had this one night out with a um, with a, some rugby lads. So we're, we ended up on their table, and it's the Saracens rugby team. They've got a few England players in there, all that kind of stuff. Um, and the rest of our lads, our football lads, they went off to like the next place, whatever kind of thing. But the rugby lads were good lads. They're all chatting. It's it's wicked. And then they start playing some like drinking games. Mate, <laughs> I ain't got a clue what I'm doing here. Right, I've not got a clue. But I was the drunkest man, like, I promise you, absolutely spanned, right? Because what were they getting into for? I, I ain't got a clue what the game was. I didn't even explain it properly to me, but it was to do with <laughs> I fingers. I think that was the point, man. It was to That's do with fingers, game, right? And all I was doing every time was drinking. That's all I was doing. It was trouble, mate, honestly. You were the game. Yeah, for sure. Like, I was losing every single time, mate. It was an absolute they've joke. Got a good, uh, they've got a good little social setup down at Sarah's, obviously not too far from London yeah, and stuff. Yeah, that's a bit different. It's just like country pubs and stuff. So uh, yeah, yeah. a few more lock-ins as opposed to... Oh, I like a lock in there um yeah beautiful mate right come on let's get into it then quick fire questions you ready yeah yeah boom all right ellis gang you ready for these yeah i'm ready mate um any hidden skills gaming playstation anything what what game league of legends league of legends have you heard of it yeah it's big seb has yeah this is what you he play league <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk more later on. Look at his smile on his face here. We'll oh my later. god, if only you lot could see the smile on Sammy's face, buzzard. Uh favourite meal? Uh Carbonara. Nice. Uh favourite drink? Soft drink. You know what? A bit weird, but sparkling water or maybe ginger beer. Nice. Oh, ginger beer, nice. Yeah. Uh idols growing up. Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali. Oh, um, heavy. That's about as far as it goes. Uh best advice you'd give to a younger Ellis Genge? Made the most of it while it lasts. Uh, anything on your bucket list to do in life? I want to skydive or bungee jump, but I think I exceed the weight limit. I think it's 115 for yeah, it is. both of them. It is. So yeah, it's too heavy, yeah. Got to lose a few kegs. <laughs> rugby going to be happy with that? No, not well, that's what I'm going to do after rugby. <laughs> uh, if you weren't a rugby player, what would you have been? Uh, I would have liked to try my hand at boxing. Yeah. Um, I don't think I was ever good enough to be a footballer. Goalkeeper, by the way. I was all he right was a goalkeeper. Um, yeah, maybe boxing. Uh, any phobias? Spiders, horses, and open sea. Yeah, I think all three of them I agree with. Is the needles, one. Mate, needles. open sea's a problem. Can't stand needles either. But only injections. I've got like loads of tattoos on my feet, but it's a very different feeling to like seeing the... Oh, you I go can... in. You had to have one in your toe the other day. I what know, was yeah, that like? I, just, I got like, it's weird. They say, oh, look away then. Like, I have to keep like fixated on the spot. I can't look away. I hold my breath. Well, you look like, at the needle breathe. going? I have to, yeah. The thought of like, oh, it's gross. It goes right through. Open me. sea, mate. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm going to come back to that. Open sea, it might be a new unlocked fear for me, yeah. to be honest with you. I'm doing a, I'm doing a triathlon in um, like oh, three mate, months time, right? I and couldn't. the swim part of it, it's an open water swim. Do you know what scares me about that? It's like, on land, I'm quite comfortable, quite happy. I'll be able to get away from majority of stuff. 
uh, in general, control my movement. Terrible swimmer. And also, like, anything beneath me that I can't see coming, I just... I Panicking. don't like thought of, yeah. Something really... tickling your feet in the sea, and you're like, oh, my Mate, God. Mate, but then you start panicking, and if yeah. you panic, and you're swimming, and you shit yourself, just, and you start... Yeah, you just never... Anything that happens in the water is never, like, low-key, do you know what I mean? It's like eaten by a shark, uh, <laughs> drowned, stand on a sea urchin, poisoned... Mate, like... I'll tell you what, I was in Perth once. I was in Perth once, Fozzie, and we were in the sea, and an alarm went off, and no. a helicopter came past, and they went... Get out of the sea now. Yeah. I, 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 you would be proud of me, mate. You've never seen me move so fast <laughs> in my entire life. We were, when we were in Australia, I reckon, did you ever see that video of the shark with the bloke and the body floats past? Have you seen that? No. We went to a bay and it happened two weeks before we got out there and oh. we didn't know. And we were sat in the bay just swimming no, about. I ain't going in the water in Australia. I didn't go in one more time. I didn't go in again. No chance on this earth. Uh, right, back to the quick fires. Um, what's your dream car? Oof. A Rolls Royce, I think. Yeah, nice. What well, Phantom one? By Range Rover, so I've got to say Range Rover. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Range Rover, man. Yeah. Um, favorite superhero? Um, uh, Superman. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Wait, there. Uh, you do. Oh, he's not a superhero. Bane. You do a very he's good a Bane impression. Yeah. A very good we'll Bane the, impression. Uh, we'll put it on here now. It's very funny. Most famous person you've ever met? Jeez. Um, Daniel Craig. Oh, nice. I'd say he comes in changing room sometimes. Does he? Yeah. Does he? Oh, that's decent. Yeah. Um, if, you, if you were a boxer, what would your walkout song be? I, I come out to no music. Black guy and hood up. Yeah. Stealthy. Thought about that, haven't you? Well, yeah. That's what Tyson did. Killer, right? Like yeah. a killer. Mm. Stone cold killer. <laughs> I love that. That's, that's like intimidating, that is, to be fair. Somebody comes walking out like that. Um, and finally, if you walked into a pub, yeah, started kicking off, but you've got to pick three rugby players to be alongside you for that fight, who are you picking? Um, Courtney Laws. Cool. He's tall, very rangy. Keep him <laughs> away from me. Uh, Luke Kandicki, because he's an absolute nut job. <laughs> Is um, he a scrum half? No, he's a hooker. Is he a hooker? Officer, okay. Yeah, big horrible thing. Um, and I'd probably go Harry Randall, who is a scrum half, and he's tiny. I'd just feed him to the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> Got to sacrifice him. Exactly, sacrificial <laughs> lamb. Yeah. We've never had that before. No, we've yeah. never had that. Um, Ellis Games, mate, you're the man. Thank you so, so much cool. for coming on. We really so, yeah. appreciate yeah. it. So, um, everybody, cheers. thank you for watching as always. We're going to put the link to Ellis's gym here in Leicester in the description down below. We might put a few more videos as well of him doing Bane impressions, <laughs> asparagus, all that kind of stuff as well. Um, thank you for watching. Um, you're the man, Ellis Genj, everybody. Brilliant. Cheers, thank guys. Cheers. Up the Foscast, by the way. Up the Foscast. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We hope you enjoyed the latest episode of the Foscast. Don't forget to give us a follow on Spotify. Up the Foscast. <laughs>